Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Wikipedia page for Enfield Poltergeist. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN. Everybody, please subscribe. Yeah, please subscribe or else you'll experience an Enfield Poltergeist. An infield post? I think you'd have to be an infield to experience an infield Poltergeist. I have no idea what an Enfield is or if I'm even pronouncing it correctly. Well, just don't throw it around then if you don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Enfield Poltergeist. The Enfield Poltergeist was a claim of supernatural activity at 284 Green Street, a council house in Brimsdown, Enfield, London, England, United Kingdom, between 1977 and 1979. The alleged poltergeist activity centered around sisters Janet, 11, and Margaret Hodgson, age 13. Some members of the Society for Psychical Research, SPR, such as inventor Maurice Gross and writer Guy Lyon Playfair, believed the haunting to be genuine, while others, such as Anita Gregory and John Beloff, were unconvinced and found evidence the girls had faked incidents for the benefit of journalists. Members of the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal, CSICOP, including stage magicians such as Milburn Christopher and Joe Nickel, criticized paranormal investigators for being credulous, while also identifying elements of the case as being indicative of a hoax. 
The story attracted press coverage in British newspapers, has been mentioned in books featured in television and radio documentaries and dramatized in the 2016 horror film The Conjuring 2. Claims. In August 1977, single parent Peggy Hodgson called the Metropolitan Police to her rented home at 284 Green Street in Enfield, London, claiming she had witnessed furniture moving and that two of her four children had heard knocking sounds on the walls. The children included Margaret, 13, and Janet, 11. A woman police constable reported witnessing a chair wobble and slide, but could not determine the cause of the movement. Later claims included disembodied voices, loud noises, thrown toys, overturned chairs, and children levitating. Over a period of 18 months, more than 30 people, including the Hodgson's neighbors, psychic researchers, and journalists said they variously saw heavy furniture moving of its own accord, objects being thrown across a room, then the sisters seeming to levitate several feet off the ground. Many also heard and recorded knocking noises and a gruff voice. The story was regularly covered in the Daily Mirror newspaper until reports came to an end in 1979. Investigations Paranormal Society for Psychical Research SPR members Maurice Gross and Guy Lyon Playfair reported curious whistling and barking noises coming from Janet's general direction. Although Playfair maintained the haunting was genuine and wrote in his later book This House is Haunted, The True Story of a Poltergeist 1980, that an entity was to blame for the Enfield disturbances. He often doubted the children's veracity and wondered if they were playing tricks and exaggerating. Still, Gross and Playfair believed that even though some of the alleged poltergeist activity was faked by the girls, other incidents were genuine. Other paranormal investigators who studied the case included American demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren, who visited the Enfield house in 1978 and were convinced that the events had a supernatural explanation. Janet was detected in trickery. A video camera in an adjoining room caught her bending spoons and attempting to bend an iron bar. Gross had observed Janet banging a broom handle on the ceiling and hiding his tape recorder. According to Playfair, one of Janet's voices she called Bill displayed a habit of suddenly changing the topic. It was a habit Janet also had. When Janet and Margaret admitted pranking to journalists, Gross and Playfair compelled the girls to retract their confession. The two men were mocked by other researchers for being easily duped. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is crazy. The psychical researcher Renee Haynes had noted that doubts were raised about the alleged poltergeist voice at the SPR conference at Cambridge in 1978, where video cassettes from Enfield were examined. SPR investigator Anita Gregory stated the Enfield case had been overrated, characterizing several episodes of the girl's behavior as suspicious and speculated that the girls had staged some incidents for the benefit of journalists seeking a sensational story. John Beloff, a former president of the SPR, investigated and suggested Janet was practicing ventriloquism. Both Beloff and Gregory came to the conclusion that Janet and Margaret were playing tricks on the investigators. Well, I wonder what that's all about, because where some people are like, some of the things are real, and some people are like, they're real and the girls were also pranking and some people like the girls were all pranking. I wonder if it's a thing where like if there was something supernatural that happened and maybe it didn't happen on cue that the girls eventually started doing things to like, you know, make themselves seem more valid. If the ghosts were like, we're not doing it now that people are looking. Yeah, I think that's totally 
possible. I think all the possibilities are possible. I think that the likelihood that there was actual paranormal activity is low. Other. Milborn Christopher, an American stage magician, briefly investigated the infilled occurrences and failed to observe anything that could be called paranormal. He was dismayed by what he felt was suspicious activity on the part of Janet, later concluding that the poltergeist was nothing more than the antics of a little girl who wanted to cause trouble and who was very, very clever. Ventriloquist Ray Allen visited the house and concluded that Janet's male voices were simply vocal tricks. So she's talented. She's like a ventriloquist and, well, I guess basically a magician if she's able to trick people into thinking that large furniture is being levitated and floating around. There's nothing more powerful than the passion that 9 and 11-year-old girls have to do a hobby. Citation needed. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message while you go and rediscover your passion for life. Thank you for listening to that message. Now back into the deep, dark world of the paranormal. Skeptical Interpretations Criticisms of Investigations Skeptic Joe Nickel of the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal, CSICOP, examined the findings of paranormal investigators and criticized them for being overly credulous. When a supposedly disembodied demonic voice was heard, Playfair noted that, as always, Janet's lips hardly seemed to be moving. He states that a remote-controlled still camera, the photographer, was not present in the room with the girls. Time to take a picture every 15 seconds was shown by investigator Melvin Harris to reveal pranking by the girls. He argues that a photo allegedly depicting Janet levitating actually shows her bouncing off the bed as if it were a trampoline. Harris called the photo examples a common gymnastics and said, It's worth remembering that Janet was a school sports champion. Whoa, so she's like a school sports champion. She's doing magic tricks and ventriloquism. I wonder where she is today. (laughs) I don't know. Nickel pointed out that a tape recorder malfunctioned that Gross attributed to supernatural activity and which SPR president David Fontana described as an occurrence which appeared to defy the laws of mechanics was a peculiar threading jam occurring with older model reel-to-reel tape recorders. He also said that Ed Warren was notorious for exaggerating and even making up incidents in such cases, often transforming a haunting case into one of demonic possession. In 2015, Deborah Hyde commented that there was no solid evidence for the Enfield poltergeist. The first thing to note is that the occurrences didn't happen under controlled circumstances. People frequently see what they expect to see, their senses being organized and shaped by their prior experiences and beliefs. Response to Claims Skeptics have argued that the alleged poltergeist voice that originated from Janet was produced by false vocal cords above the larynx and had the phraseology and vocabulary of a child. In a television interview for BBC Scotland, Janet was observed to gain attention by waving her hand and then putting her hand in front of her mouth while a claimed disembodied voice was heard. During the interview, both girls were asked the questions, How does it feel to be haunted by a poltergeist? Janet replied, It's not haunted. And Margaret, in a hushed tone, interrupted, Shut up! 
The <laughs> these factors have been regarded by skeptics as evidence against the case. As a magician experienced in the dynamics of trickery, Nicola examined Playfair's account as well as contemporary press clippings. He noted that the supposed poltergeist tended to act only when it was not being watched, and concluded that the incidents were best explained as children's pranks. Although Gross made tape recordings of Janet and believed no trickery was involved, the magician Bob Cody said, He made some of the recordings available to me, and having listened to them very carefully, I came to the conclusion that there is nothing in what I had heard that was beyond the capabilities of an imaginative teenager. All of the recordings have been cataloged and digitalized by the Society for Psychical Research, and a book of their content was produced by Dr. Melvin Willen in 2019. The Infilled Poltergeist Tapes, White Crow. A 2016 article by psychology professor Chris French in Time Out magazine described five reasons why he believed the case to have been a hoax. His reasons are the two sisters involved admitting hoaxing some of the activity. The photo of Janet levitating above her bed could just as easily be explained as Janet jumping. The spirit of an old man who supposedly possessed Janet took a great deal of interest in menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> Eyewitnesses are notoriously unreliable. Other schoolgirl pranks before and after have gotten out of hand. In popular culture, on the 26th of December, 1978, BBC Radio 4 broadcast the documentary The Infilled Poltergeist by BBC reporter Rosalind Roz Morris. Morris visited the Hodgson family on numerous occasions to make this documentary. I gotta watch this. Okay. I found it. I found it. Great. In 1992, the BBC aired a controversial mockumentary titled Ghost Watch, written by Stephen Voke and based on the Enfield poltergeist. <laughs> you gotta watch that too. Mm -hmm. In March 2007, Channel 4 aired a documentary about the Enfield poltergeist titled Interview with a Poltergeist. Great work, everybody, on naming that one. Citation needed. The Enfield poltergeist has been featured in episodes of ITV series Strange But True and Extreme Ghost Stories. The Infield Poltergeist was a subject of the 2015 Sky Living television series, The Infield Haunting, which was broadcast from the 4th to the 17th of May, 2015. Citation needed. The 2016 film The Conjuring 2 is based on Ed and Lorraine Warren's investigation of the case. In 2018, the BBC Radio 4 program The Reunion, presented by Sue McGregor, revisited the case with interviews with witnesses Morris, Richard Gross, and Graham Morris. Wow. I wonder, on a deep dive of this, like, what were the things that some people who did understand that the girls were pranking people, but they classified that the girls couldn't have done like what were those things specifically that's my biggest wonder i don't know like i kind of want to know but i also kind of feel like none of it like they didn't actually believe that any of it was real but it said that some people thought that some of it was real and some of it was the girls pranking yeah i don't think they were being genuine you think those people who thought that were not being genuine i do why because they wanted it to be true. They wanted it to be haunted. 
that might be the case. But also there's some people who wanted it to be haunted and they thought that it was all true, but they didn't uh, differentiate. If one of the investigators who made some determinations in this case is listening to this episode, please let us know what you actually believed. (laughs) Yeah. Report to us, everybody. Yeah. We're the primary authority on these types of things. We are not the primary authority. (laughs) (laughs) This has been the Wikipedia page for Enfield Poltergeist. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your schoolgirl trickery. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.